At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on a regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. Hello, everyone. We're superhero stuff you should know. And if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance. We got action. Romance. We got comedy. We got everything you need, man. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance. What part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know. All right. So come on down to... Su- Wait, why did I say come on down? To superhero stuff you should know. Another episode of Horror Movie Night. This week we are talking about killer clowns from outer space. Another one of those movies that I can't believe it took us almost 300 episodes to discuss. Part of it was that we were waiting for conventions, but they seem to be gone forever. Who knows? Uh, So, Scott, can you tell us why you decided now was finally the time to talk about killer clowns from outer space? We needed a win. You know, like, (laughs) it's October... We needed a win. So, you know, it was like just going for just reaching for that bag of 3D Doritos. Yeah. The thing that I, that yeah. I, you know, you just keep it that up is on a pedestal. We said, movie is. we said we need a killer clowns from outer space, even if it's unconventional. Hey, oh, oh, look at that. Oh, Brian's done for the day. <laughs> yeah. Brian's like, peace, guys. No, I mean, Scott, you said it really well, actually. This movie is 3D Doritos. This movie is a one liter bottle of Pepsi. Like, this is all of those sugary bad things from the 90s that you just couldn't get enough of. And that's how I feel about Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It is very much a very specific time period in my life. And I worry sometimes that I have blinders on with this movie, that no. I'm unable to see fault in it because of childhood or if it's just that damn good. It's just that damn good. Listen, I am the most <laughs> cynical of us and Killer Clowns is a a perfect movie. I know some people complain about this. I don't know why, but this might just be like a kill count compilation type episode because really it's just people die. Like it's like, yeah, there's no social impact of the killer clowns from outer space. You know, like there's no layers. There are no layers. I have one thing that I think may have a layer to it and I could be totally wrong here and I could be looking for something that's not there. I think so. There's a scene in the beginning 
where they're trying to express how shitty Officer Mooney is, right? Mm-hmm. And he arrests these two punk rockers or guys who look punk rocker for drinking wine, like public intoxication, walking yeah. around with a bottle of wine. And there's a part of me with the way that those two characters act among, around each other that made me feel like, are these characters also supposed to be lovers? And is there supposed to be like a low-key homophobia in there from the perspective of Mooney as well? All right. So you're not crazy. I thought that this time, but I don't know if I've ever noticed it before. Yeah. Just like the things that they say were like, it was just a lovely night. We wanted to walk around together with a bottle of wine and, and look at the moon. And it's like, well, that's not really a thing me and my buddies do. <laughs> like, well, you don't drink, but you look at the moon more than, more than I can count. <laughs> if your buddy was like, hey, man, you want to go like take a moonlit stroll through the cemetery, you'd be like, fuck yeah. Fair. I just feel like up until the third act, every scene in this movie is just basically an intro to a movie. Like they're all throwaway characters that get killed before the title card. But that's the whole first two halves of the movie could be like an intro. There's a reason why you feel that way, at least with one of them. And I just found this out this time. Probably my favorite scene in the movie. The dinosaur? Where the clown... No. no, where the clown is floating beside the guy's car. That was supposed to be the opening scene of the movie. Oh. Um, so the way that it was explained in the IMDb trivia... That character driving that car has a name. Joe Lombardi. They keep referring to Joe Lombardi. So Joe Lombardi was supposed to be out at makeout point with them. And you were supposed to be introduced to that character. And he was trying to get a girl to make out with him who didn't. So he kicked her out of the car all pissed off and drove away from the rest of the group. And then you're supposed to see him get killed by the clown beside the car. And that's how like everything else starts. But they were like, uh... That's kind of even dark for like how lighthearted we want this movie to be. So let's just make him just a random driver in the middle of the movie that gets attacked by a clown instead of it being a plot point. But that's why they refer to like, we were up there with Joe Lombardi. Like they say that like four different times in the movie. Ah. <laughs> I've definitely never given enough thought to each character in this movie because like the humans are just cannon fodder. So no, they're disposable. So there's like 50 people that die in this movie easily. Yeah. <laughs> like, and at the end when everybody's hugging and smiling and, oh, we made it. I'm like, your whole town got eaten or blown up. It should look like the ending of Mars Attacks where they're like giving him the medal and there's only like 20 people still alive yes. to see him receive yes. the medal. Like that should be the town at the end of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Did you catch there's a very small part in this movie played by a comedian of the 90s who had a short-lived sitcom. Do you know who that is? No, but I know you do. Christopher Titus from the TV show Titus is the dorky guy with glasses that we see trying to cross the street to join the rest of the people. Oh, and he's at- carrying beer brand beer. Yeah. Listen. Yes. yes, one of my all-time favorite tropes. There's no reason for a nine-year-old to like Titus as much as I liked Titus, but boy, did I enjoy that show. Maybe it's because we had four channels growing up, so Fox was really my only option for television, but really That's yeah. definitely not, like, I'm staring down the barrel of 40, and I have no interest in watching Titus, you know, like, I don't no, know. you shouldn't, you shouldn't. But I get what Brian's saying. When you grow up and your options were literally CBS, ABC, NBC, or Fox, Fox just seemed to have more kid-centric shows. Did it? Uh, ABC was Friday nights 
through Saturday mornings. And then it was just Fox the rest of the way because Fox Kids <laughs> in the afternoon. Oh, uh, Fox Kids. I yeah, had okay. no idea. Like PJs was like this dark comedy about growing up in the ghetto. And I'm just like, ah, Claymation, Eddie Murphy. This is awesome. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we watched a lot of like prime time television as if it was kids entertainment <laughs> growing up. One of the main characters of PJs was a crackhead who was in underwear the whole time and it just went right over our heads. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I think back on the fact that like at 10 I loved Spin City starring Michael J. Fox and I'm like that probably had a little bit to do with the fact that I was a Michael J. Fox fan but a lot more to do with I didn't have Nickelodeon or Disney Channel as an option in the in the evening. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Of all the deaths, most of the deaths in this movie, like you were saying, Brian, they show up so quickly that you don't even really care. You're, there's no investment in them. The exception to that rule for me is I still am kind of bothered by the death of the farmer in the beginning of this movie because he just seems like a, a nice kind guy. of weird... Yeah, like he's a nice old man. He's got his loyal dog. Like that that scene bothers me so yeah, much. Yeah, he's like the Haunted Mansion ride. He's just the guy startled with his bloodhound. Yeah. <laughs> so where? And isn't that isn't that guy the drunk uncle in Go uh, Ghoulies too? Yes, he is. Yeah. <laughs> I love how it's it's like that's the level of commitment that I have to doing my own podcast. Is like two movies that I picked. I didn't go back to actually find out if it's the same actor. <laughs> And it's like, I don't know. Yeah. I want to talk about all of our first experiences seeing this movie, but I know for me, it was a classic five-year-old home from preschool playing a video game. And at that time, we had a tiny back room with a little TV. And it was one of those weeks where we were getting like cable or Cinemax for free for a couple days. And I guess my parents had been previously watching the free HBO or Cinemax in the back room. And I was playing my Nintendo. And when I turned off the Nintendo, it went right to the television. And on the TV was the knock my block off scene from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And it scared the bejesus out of me. And then I didn't watch the movie again until I was like 12 or 13. Oh. You can't ask me. This is like asking me the first time I watched Star Wars or The Simpsons. It was just something yeah. I was kind of raised on. We watched it a lot, and I don't remember the yeah. first time. How about yeah. you, Scott? I don't remember the first time I ever saw it either. Like, I, I want to say that it was probably on Sci-Fi Channel when I was in college, because I also didn't grow up with cable, so it was like 3, 5, and 8, and then yeah. PBS. <laughs> so that NBC, ABC, Fox, and then, you know, like... PBS and and not cool stuff but you know like I would see horror movies and sci-fi movies on the sci-fi channel at my grandma's house because she had cable but I know for a fact I never saw Killer Clowns in high school so the earliest possible time it could have been was sometime in college and that would have been when I would just like hang out and watch sci-fi I, I had the sci-fi channel on in my dorm room if I wasn't playing guitar or listening to music that was on as like the background noise. It was always when on. When did you go to college? What year were you in college? Uh, 2001 or 2005. So did you watch, because I loved in that era, did you watch Scare Tactics? Because I fucking loved that show. It was a prank show. It was just a prank show where you could get your friends on, but it would just be like something hard, like a werewolf 
would come out or like a serial killer would chase around. I think Carmen Electra was the host until Tracy Morgan took over. But <laughs> that's a that's a weird yeah. transformation. Well, I mean, the they're show. both very sexy. So, <laughs> two things. First of all, I just remembered that the exact same scenario of me turning off a video game and seeing someone get their head decapitated happened to me twice. Because the other time, and I will never understand why HBO or Cinemax was like, you know, what's a good thing to throw on right around like one in the afternoon was reanimator and i turned off the video game just in time to see herbert west decapitate the evil professor but yeah man 90s into early 2000s sci-fi network like we taught i mean half this show is 90s warm blanket nostalgia and dear god i i think i'm so forgiving to how many bad episodes of the twilight zone there actually are because like there was such a comfort of knowing that when we did eventually get cable when I was in like middle school or early high school, knowing that like at 7 p.m. every day was going to be an hour block of old Twilight Zone. Episodes. Dude, it was great. <laughs> and, and then it just got to a point where they were like, we're, we're going to produce our own movies and we can only afford like three a year. So when we're not showing those, it's just going to be every type of Star Trek and Battlestar Galactica. Now yeah. sci-fi is oh, just yeah. out of Star Galactica. Which, like, it's weird because I've tried. I have tried so hard to be in the Star Trek. Like, I've watched all of the original series. I've watched all of Next Gen, and I've watched all of Deep Space Nine. Because every time someone's like, "Oh, no, 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 original series isn't the good season. You need to watch the Next Gen." So then I watch the Next Gen, and they're like, "No, no, 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 no. It's Deep Space Nine. That's the one that's like for you." And they're all just like, "Okay, they're th- they're there." You know what I mean? But like. I will say that there is a weird ping of nostalgia I get for the next gen theme song because it was the sound of me changing the channel. <laughs> like, no, I, I, uh, like I would I, stick I, around, I, hear the theme, and then be like, all right, something else. I would casually watch the original, and I don't necessarily think it was bad, but it's like I have come home from work and been like, man, I really want to watch Return of the Jedi. Like out of nowhere. It's like, let me just throw on Return yeah. of the Jedi while I'm making dinner. I'm never in the mood to watch Star Trek ever. My nostalgia for Star Trek pretty much begins and ends with that VHS tape that I still have of the like um, American Institute of Television and Radio presents sci-fi through the ages that we taped off of Fox in like 93, where it was like hosted by Dean Kane, Carrie Fisher, William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy, where they go through like the entire history of science fiction on television from like the 30s up until now. That was nice. They did 10 minutes on Star Trek. That was the best 10 minutes of Star Trek. <laughs> well, let me see how long this movie is before I throw it on my Patreon. Ooh, two hours. Fuck it. It won't win anyway. I'll throw my the only thing I ever loved about Star Trek, which is. Star Trek 2 is a dope movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Wrath of Khan is fun, and we get to yell Khan a whole bunch. So, yeah. I mean, that's really all the I can't believe we've never done that either. Yeah. I'm going to throw this one out there, and then I'm going to say to bookmark it <laughs> for later. But there's also one of the things that's burned into my brain is Star Trek Episode 3, The Search for Spock where a lot of kids were scarred by the worm inside of someone's ear oh, that they yeah. had to like pull out of the ear. So, Brian, you might be able to share something about that later on, but uh, I'm just going to I'm going to set up that 
that domino and then we're gonna say let's what are some of your favorite kills in this movie because there's such a variety to them the fucking waste basket in the shower is a cool puppet uh, yeah the 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 monsters that are yeah in, that that come from the popcorn so you know i didn't write down any notes about favorite kills because i mean i just all i did was i wrote to I, i'm going i was looking through my notes and i'm like no one wants to hear me just quote this movie so I don't no. know what what That's I was doing. That's the only doing reason I, I showed up. Yeah. <laughs> to hear me quote Killer Clowns. I think that my favorite thing about the popcorn is that, well, it makes no sense, first of all, that it becomes other kinds of, of Killer Clown monsters because the, cor- the popcorn guns are fun, super fun. I love that. And she's like, popcorn? Why popcorn? He goes... I don't know. It's because they're clowns or something like that. And I love that the I love the line of reasoning. They're like, this is such an absurd concept. It's like fourth wall breaking, but not really. You know, it's yeah. like it's just very self aware, and I love that. So, on the Patreon, and we've already recorded this, but on the Patreon, Scott and I recorded a breakdown of the theme song based on his cover of it. And I, and as you just said that line, I had to ask, did you just decide you didn't want to do the movie quotes anymore? Because, man, I'd love to hear that cover just with, like, <laughs> random movie quotes scattered amongst it now. I really have stopped using the, the, the sound clips. I, mean, I think I only ever did it in the first Horrors album. Specifically for the Killer Clowns one, it wouldn't work because I think that they it would make way too busy of a song if there were lyrics and sound clips well brian you mentioned the shadow puppets is that probably your favorite of the kills with him doing the the giant t-rex yeah i mean it's just from when i was a kid most memorable for sure what about when the balloon dog gets run over are we counting that as a dog death (laughs) yeah all (laughs) yes so there's two dog deaths in this movie not just pooh bear yeah Oh, Pooh Bear. Well, you don't see Pooh Bear die, so we're just going to imagine He got away. He got away. Yeah, this movie should have ended with Pooh Bear coming back, and and everyone knows Pooh Bear. They're like, oh, Pooh Bear! And then the pies fall from the sky. Hip, hip, hooray! Hip, hip, hooray! (laughs) Pooh Bear elected mayor. (laughs) (laughs) One that's burned into my brain, like Brian was saying, with with the shadow puppets, for me, I think it's the pizza delivery. Where the box pops open and the clown, I believe his name Shorty, pops out and just like blasts the gun. And it's it's like both a really good and really bad green screen effect simultaneously. But like I fucking love it. Like I love that scene. I, I'm really glad that that scene went the way it did instead of the way that most pizza delivery scenes go. Where, you know, yes, the, the penis in the pizza is what we... Oh, I'm sorry. This is an audio format. Brian used his hand signals to, to, to point out that he knew what I was talking about. I got to give them a lot of credit for as silly of a movie as this is. There's a good amount of foreshadowing for real in the, yeah. in the script because the psycho cop is like, you're not going to make a dummy out of me. And they make a dummy out of him. Which is, I, I was about to bring up, like, it's definitely the most horrific death in this movie. It's the goriest it, because the clown squelches. It, there's, like, squelching sounds as the the hand comes out of the back of him. I mean, it, it shows that they have a lot more power than just being hungry. 
You know, like yeah. they have technological power because they have these popcorn guns and they have the ray guns that zap you and turn you into spun sugar. But they also apparently are necromancers. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. Hello, everyone. We're superhero stuff you should know. And if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance. We got action. Romance. We got comedy. We got everything you need, man. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance. What part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know. All right. So come on down to... Su- Wait, why did I say come on down? To superhero stuff you should know. Buying Up All Your Gray, the new EP from Pack, is now streaming on Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere else you get your tunes. Featuring members of the Juliana Theory, Zayo, and Punchline, Pack brings decades of indie, hardcore, and alternative influence to their debut release. Limited edition screen printed vinyl available now at mindovermatterrecords.com. Do we have any other final notes before we dive into the double features? I want to say that it's weird that the ice cream delivery guys definitely fuck killer clowns. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) I, I... I can't. Is it because of the inflating boobies? Is that something that's like been burned into your brain? Yeah, it's up there with Species 2 with things that invert my penis. I think they were always supposed to survive, but the cop was definitely supposed to die in the original script. And then everyone was just like, eh, he's a nice enough dude. Let's let him live. He'll hide in the ice cream truck with him. (laughs) Yeah, but also I'm of the mind where I can handle a lot of stupid shit in a movie but when when they bang the the killer clowns that's the point point where i'm just like i want to get off the ride now you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you're about to use the chicken lane on a on a dark ride haunted attraction yes. basically yes like, I, let me ask you guys a question what is your interpretation of the final scene in this movie because i assume that those are the same acid pies that killed the security guard earlier and that everyone is dying as soon as it fades to black but i mean i guess they could just be regular ass pies that i fell think from they're the regular pies yeah mm, sky okay. pie all right so scott this was your pick what is your double feature on this really there is only one movie that you can double feature with killer clowns from outer space and that's sadistic insane clown killer oh fair 
fair. Although um, I, I don't know if I'm man enough anymore to make it through both of those at the, in in one sitting because that's that is a marathon of stupidity. Which it's entertaining stupidity, but it's still stupidity. It's stu stupidity, regardless of entertaining, is still stupidity. For whatever reason, I put this with bad taste. Okay, I'm going to go with one that's been brought up many a times on the double features, and it'll continue to come up many times on the double features. The 1988 remake of The Blob. Oh, yeah. Because it definitely, I mean, it's very clear that this movie is aping the original Blob movie, uh, just especially in the first 10 minutes of it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to give it to that uh scott what is something that you <sighs> watched done are you still dealing with insomnia or, or have it's you actually not as bad uh, okay so you sleep. haven't been binge watching tv all oh night. no i've still been binge watching movies okay. it's just that i'm i'm <laughs> man hbo max has so much on it that i could talk about can i talk about the last week of what i watched yeah if you want to go wild okay so it started with the 2013 or whatever Clash of the Titans. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's as bad as I thought it was going to be. I grew up with the stop motion. Yeah. I mean, I didn't grow up with it. I watched it as a kid. Let me ask you a question real quick. What would we categorize those under? Like, are those clear for main show picks if we wanted to do like a Jason the Argonauts and a Clash of the Titans? Or is that strictly a Patreon pick? For the originals. Yeah, for the yeah, originals. The, the Claymation originals. originals. Because I feel like there's enough monsters in it to justify. I feel like Jason and the Argonauts would be an easier pitch than Clash of the Titans. I'm just saying, we need to expand our horizons a little bit. We're starting to really scrape the bottom of 80s, 90s. Which one? Which one's the the skeleton warriors? That's Jason the Argonauts. That's, 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 that's Jason the Argonauts, yeah. 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 It could be fun. That's the thing, Let though, us know is in the that, comments. Yeah, yeah. If you think that, that we should branch out into some of that sword and sorcery stuff, I mean, there's a... There's a lot of gruesomeness. Yeah. A lot of these, I, I think we could get away with, it, especially the 80s sort of, like, here's the path, I say. First of all, like, Jack Brooks' Monster Hunter is, like, basically the origin, the story of leading into, like, a sword and sorcery movie yeah. anyway. So, like, we, we start there, and then it's like, okay, well, now we're talking about Charles Band, and the only thing Charles Band made outside of, like, bad horror was bad fantasy sword and sorcery movies. And then, like, if we're going to talk about those, we might as well talk about the good OG ones as well. So I think we're in the clear yeah. to talk about sword and sorcery I movies. I think you spread yeah, it out, I but no I problem. think you... What do people love about schlock, like, horror movies... And then if it checks those boxes, right? Because everything I love about like a full moon picture kind of checks the boxes for like Jason and the Argonauts. <laughs> Stop motion, yeah. monsters, <laughs> subpar acting. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry. So we're, we're past the first thing that you watched All this right, week, so, which was Clash of the Titans. Yeah. So Clash of the Titans. And there are a lot of famous people in that movie. And then, of course, I had to watch the sequel. Wrath of the Titans. I mean, how could you not? I mean, this wasn't in one night. <laughs> it came this far. Yeah, this is over the course of like, so So what What I do is I put on a movie and I probably watch about 20 minutes and then I finally fall asleep. And then I, you know, wake up at 3 a.m. and watch another 20 minutes. I have to find where I, the last thing I remember. So, you know, it takes a night or two nights to make it through a movie. If like the analytics of of my movie watching were tabulated it would look like i watched clash of the titans like five times yeah they're like man this guy fucking loves this movie. yeah this is a great <laughs> movie uh no I, I feel like anybody who sees that would definitely be like this guy 
is falling asleep every time. But then I watched <laughs> Wrath of the Titans, which is somehow more entertaining, but a worse movie. And then I went another step because these are, you know, suggested movies beneath them on HBO Max. I decided to watch Battleship. Oh, wow. No. With Rihanna? That was, yeah. Nice. It was, and Liam Neeson's in that, too. So Liam Neeson is in all three of these movies. That's why I'm mentioning them, them together. But Battleship is the worst movie I have seen in a long time. And I, I because this is also because I don't watch, like... You don't, like, actively seek out bad movies. Yeah, yeah I don't like... <laughs> seek out bad movies. And I also don't really watch a lot of zero-budget movies. So for me, to watch a movie that's, you know, that costs probably half a billion dollars or something ridiculous... Battleship was, like... There was money behind that shit. And, and the thing is, is that I don't know where the money came from. Who signed off on this? And the question is, like, there's only ever been one successful board game to movie attempt, and it was in 1985, so why in 2012 <laughs> were we still, like, trying to do it? And even then, Clue was not a successful movie upon release. It was oh, just, I thought you were like, talking about Mazes and Monsters with Tom Hanks. <laughs> well, that's, that's like a D&D <laughs> made-for-TV movie. I don't think that... <laughs> I was making a joke, Matt. We all knew you were talking about Clue. I'll, I'll edit it so I got the joke. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I'll bring it back to some positivity. I rewatched Shazam after that, and Shazam is just delightful. It's it's a delightful film, yes, and and it just <laughs> that movie is just so charming, and it's frustrating because how could DC get that movie so right and every other thing it's done? so wrong it's because they don't give a shit about shazam that movie's probably not made made by committee the same way that the characters that they give a shit about it's okay that, that's fair that, that's my guess i'll i'll keep this short and quick saw the new candy man i enjoyed it a lot i think it's the best candy man sequel which is in a high bar um, it is definitely a Candyman sequel, which I like mm -hmm. that it's not a remake. It's a direct sequel to the original movie. And I think that for the most part, I enjoyed it. There's a lot of stuff that I don't like where I'm like, there's a lot of suspension of disbelief stuff for me in it. I don't understand the people on IMDb who are giving it one star reviews complaining that it's sullying the original Candyman by injecting so much racial undertones when it's like, did you watch the first <laughs> Candyman? movie but i will say that on the the flip side of that is that i i think that the first Candyman maybe wasn't as ham-fisted as certain parts of this one can be but all in all i would say like i gave it like three and a half out of five stars like it's it's really good the people who are saying it's complete shit are probably not good people <laughs> it's worth checking out it's got some really good gory uncomfortable scenes it's just got some logic leaps that i'm not a fan of brian as horrific as Candyman may or may not have been you're slowly joining the scott insomnia club because of something you experienced this week yeah i haven't i haven't had a full night's sleep in quite a few days i'm a little out of it look like a raccoon <laughs> i woke up <laughs> sorry have flashbacks. <laughs> Woke up at 4 a.m. on Wednesday morning with my ear itchy. And I have, like, I have really bad anxiety. So, like, I feel bugs crawling on me often. Like, when I'm going to bed, like, I feel like bugs crawling on me that aren't there. 
So like I wrote it off to that and then it was like, wow, this is like really tickling and itchy. And like, I like went in and I did the biggest mistake cause I was in a daze and I like took a Q-tip and I put a Q-tip in my ear and then it just was like, literally my eyeball was twitching and I didn't know what the hell was going on. So I'm like, I think I have a bug in my ear. Jay comes upstairs and she's like, what's going on? Cause she couldn't sleep. So she went downstairs and for whatever reason, like, like I was in a fucking lifetime drama. I, this is not made up. She's like, what's going on? And I was like, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, okay, there's, there's a bug in my ear maybe. So I like get a syringe. I'm like looking for a syringe and I'm like shooting warm water in my ear and it calmed it down. Like the moving stopped. So I was like, oh, uh, whatever that was, that was weird. So then I get up and then I start it again. This tickling thing. I'm like looking, I'm like reading. I'm like, and every article is like, it's very rare that you have a bug in your ear. It's probably like this type of ear infection, this type of anxiety. Like it's very difficult for a bug to get in your ear. But if there is a bug in your ear, try to wash it out with warm water. And if it's still alive, you have to try olive oil. So I went downstairs with a syringe. I pulled up some olive oil. And I shot it in my ear and then it felt like something was having a seizure in my brain to the point that I just dropped on the floor in agony, Oh my god! like screaming. And then it just stopped. It just stopped. And I felt pressure in my ear and I like just laid on the couch with my ear open like this, hoping that something was just going to like slide out. I go to an ENT he like looks in my ear and he's like, all right, we're going to get this thing out. And he like has like this, they're called alligator claws. And he pulls out like two legs. He's like, oh, we're going to have to suck it out. This may hurt a little bit. Oh my God. <laughs> my hand was like glued to the wall and my little, I've never had my knee so straight. My leg was straight up as it was sucking and I was just convulsing. And then he was like, oh, hold on, hold on. So he, he's like okay that hurts let's get some water and they just blast water same thing like huge so just huge pain and then he's like okay we got it i was like was it a what was it he's like do you want to know i was like yeah he's like it it was a cockroach and he showed me it and i have a picture of it which i can send you guys if you want matt had already seen it and then i'm like okay the worst is over and he's like so instead of putting you on antibiotics i'm gonna put this like sanitizer in your ear it'll just kill any germs it won't hurt he poured acid into my skull. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, my ear still hurts. I waited like a few days to use a Q-tip because I did after the first day. And Jade was like, dude, you have no earwax in your ear. Like don't clean your ears out. And then today I, I did it after the shower and it's like dried blood. So I don't know. I may, I may have some damage, but yeah, I haven't slept. I have, I have what, what happens every night is I have these like mold type, earplugs that I put in my ear and then I fall asleep and I'm conscious enough in my sleep to take them out of my ear and put them on my bedside like in that daze and then I fall asleep and then I wake up an hour later realize they're not in my ear full on panic and like jam the back of my ear so I haven't slept for more than like an hour each night consistently yeah like I probably sleep for like four hours a night but it just hour increments up for a little bit than an hour so it's it sucked <laughs> it's been really Holy bad shit dude but i got to edit a podcast which i never had time for but when you don't sleep <laughs> that's how he was able to rewatch killer clowns this week. yeah all right well on that jolly note 
Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with more Horror Movie Night. Go ahead and hit up patreon.com backslash HMM podcast if you want to hear Scott's breakdown of the Killer Clowns theme song or if you just want to hear next week's episode earlier than everybody else, that's an option too. Or, Brian, how about you do us a quick favor? Hold up that picture uh, to the camera for the for the v- the video audience. You'll see what the fuck came out of Brian's ear. Dear God. That's only half do of they it. Know- the, the other half yeah, that- out with the tweezers. Yeah, that's what I was figuring out was like, that's definitely, uh, put it away. Put it away. <laughs> Tune in next week for more Horror Movie Night. <laughs>